the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you laugh, sometimes you cry. Sometimes you just need to laugh instead of crying. I just saw something on the TV monitor, and I I have to laugh. Hey, welcome to Bobberty Live. It is the 5 o'clock hour of the program. Thank you for joining me. Here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. But there is another number that several of you have called recently. Let me take maybe one minute. I just want to thank all of you who have given to the Bible League. The campaign is not really even officially here. The banner is up at the website, thewordcolumbus.com. You can certainly start giving now. You can call that famous number, 800-YES-WORD. Uh, but I'm not going to dedicate one entire day for a couple of weeks. But you have already given over $1,000 to provide Bibles for the persecuted church, and I am just ecstatic. I'm thrilled. I am so grateful for you folks. Uh, $1,300 has already been given to the Bible League campaign, and I've only mentioned it in passing a couple of times. So thank you, whoever you are, that have already called 800-YES-WORD or gone online to the wordcolumbus.com and clicked on the Bible League banner. Thank you. Thank you. This is by far the biggest goal of the year, and we're well on our way already. And I hope you will join those others that have already given. Thank you. And yes, you can give now and provide Bibles. Five bucks provides the printing, the shipping, and the distribution of a Bible to someone in the persecuted church around the world. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Again, my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, Looking forward to another great week of LTD Radio. By the way, uh, had the privilege of being at Berean Baptist Church in Pickerington yesterday morning and evening, and I was just so blessed. Not a big church, pretty small church, actually. But how many in the congregation are regular listeners, some of them daily listeners to the program? It was just so incredibly encouraging. Thank you. 
It means so much to know that you're listening. So thank you. Uh, This article really strikes a note with me. Um, Colin Kaepernick. um, I have almost no respect for Colin Kaepernick. He was given a chance in the National Football League. He excelled for a short time until he self-destructed. It wasn't his performance on the field, although that didn't help. He had a pretty bad season, but he still demonstrated quite a bit of talent and ability. But he decided to become a social justice warrior, decided that he hated America, decided that America was inherently racist, uh, began the whole kneeling thing for the... uh, uh, the national anthem became very, very critical of white people in general. And in in my, it just this is my opinion. I'm editorializing now. He displayed a lot of personal racism, animosity, bitterness, anger, and arrogance. And and then made the accusation that no football team in the NFL would hire him because he was black. Do you understand how ridiculous that is? The makeup of the NFL is somewhere between 70 to 80% black. Look how many black quarterbacks we have in the league now. Just look up the road to Cleveland. And yet, he said over and over again, it's, the NFL is racist. That's the only reason nobody will hire me, because I'm a black. And it's, it's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. And he made that claim over and over and over and over again. They won't, they won't give me a chance because I'm black. They won't give me a chance because I'm black. No, they won't give you a chance because you're a troublemaker. You're bad for the locker room. You're bad for the team. You're bad for the morale of the entire team. That's why no one would give you a chance. But he whined and complained long enough that finally the NFL said, okay, 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 okay. We're going to give you a private workout. Now, I don't know everything about the NFL, but I have never ever, ever, remember, ever heard of the entire NFL giving a private workout to one individual. Have you? Has that ever happened before? But he moaned and whined and complained long enough that the NFL said, okay, we're we're, going to show you. And so they set up a private workout and invited several NFL teams come to watch him work out, to possibly give him a job opportunity. And so it was all set up. And at the very last minute, if you remember, Colin Kaepernick said, I'm going to have my own. Excuse me? We went to all this trouble. We put all these teams together. 
We arrange for a field. We arrange for the press. Yeah, no, no. I, I want my own. I, I'm going to do it on my own. I, and you're going to have to come to me where I want to work out when I... Do you remember that? The absolute arrogance of this guy and constantly playing the race card. Well, here's the latest. He now has a new book, and in his, what he is calling a graphic novel, I'm not sure what a graphic novel is, but it's called Change the Game. And now we know what his real problem was and is. His white adoptive parents. Yeah. It's his white adoptive parents. Excuse me. They adopted you. They provided everything that you needed. They loved you. They cared for you. By his own admission, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they loved me. His biggest complaint, you ready for this? His mother disagreed with him about his haircut. I think it was in high school. Um, to those of you listening to me who have had teenagers, uh, you ever have a problem with dress, haircut? How they dress, how they got their haircut? Is there a parent on planet Earth that had a teenager that didn't? have disagreements with her kids about haircuts? His mother didn't like his haircut. And because of that, they're racist, and they are the source of his problems. The former football player recalled disagreements with his parents that he attributed to racism, calling his upbringing problematic. Quote, I know my parents loved me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through. Who didn't? What teenager doesn't have problems with her parents? Oh, my goodness. One of the things that bothers me most, hypocrisy and ingratitude. Not only is Colin Kaepernick horribly hypocritical, he is unbelievably ungrateful. Sad. And my heart aches for his parents, publicly throwing them under the bus and blaming them for his problems. Sad. Just really, really sad. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I don't want to tread lightly and compassionately over a, a really, really controversial topic in the evangelical church right now. And that is, uh, well, the the underlying issue is uh, women pastors. 
Uh, it came to light with Rick Warren and Saddleback Church out in California being disassociated with by the uh, Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, just real, real quick, and I've been over this many, many times, Southern Baptist Convention is not like the United Methodists, the PCUSA, and so forth. Every single church in the Southern Baptist Convention is completely and totally autonomous. The uh, Southern Baptist Convention does not hire and fire pastors. They don't move pastors from uh, place to place. They don't shut down churches. Every church is completely and totally autonomous. They make their own decisions. And because of that, they voluntarily affiliate with the convention. They basically say, hey, we would like to become a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. When a new church is started or a church wants to affiliate, and so they they just say, hey, we, we want to be a part. And so they have a committee for that, and they examine the church and say, hey, all right, uh, do you agree with our doctrinal statement? Here it is. Here's our doctrinal statement that we have published, and do you agree with it? The church can say yes. The church can say no. If the church says yes, then the Southern Baptists usually say, well, hey, come on and become a part. Okay, that's how the Southern Baptist Convention works. The autonomy of the local church. You need to understand that. Now, if in the course of time, an individual church decides, you know, we've changed our position, whatever it is, including women pastors, we've changed our position and we no longer agree with the doctrinal statement of the Southern Baptist Convention. In my humble opinion, the proper response is, you just leave quietly. You don't make a lot of noise. You don't talk about it. You just, you and your congregation say, well, we've changed direction. We no longer agree with what the Southern Baptist Convention teaches. And so we're just going to quietly slip away. We're not going to cause any trouble. God bless them. And we're just going to go do our thing. That's what should happen. Well, with Saddleback and Rick Warren, whom I have had enormous respect for, it is difficult for me to even exaggerate the amount of respect I've had for Rick Warren and his church. They changed their position on women pastors. For way over 30 years their position was what the Southern Baptist Convention is. Women are incredibly important. It's not about equality, but we believe the pastors should be men. That was their position for years and years and years and years and years. Recently, they changed that position. Okay, they have a right to do that. Well, then just go away. You don't need the Southern Baptist Convention, Saddleback Church. You're one of the largest churches in the country. You don't need the convention. So just kindly and graciously say, hey, thanks for the association and the fellowship, but we're going to move in a different direction. They didn't do that. Rick Warren, on the floor of the Southern Baptist Convention, said, "Eh, you know, we're going to start ordaining women. We don't believe what we used to believe, and we don't believe what the Southern Baptists believe anymore. 
and they did it publicly. And so then the Southern Baptist Convention was faced with a very, very difficult decision. They publicly disagreed with a pretty important part of the doctrine of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so the Southern Baptist Convention said, "Ah, well, we're really, really sorry, but we're going to have to withdraw our fellowship from you. It's what they should have done. In essence, Saddleback should have withdrawn themselves and not caused a problem. But they didn't. So in response, and this is what I want to get to, and I'm probably not going to have time to get through this before the bottom of the the hour. Um, Rick Warren has been asked repeatedly, why did you change your position? You taught it, you preached it. Men should be pastors. That was the doctrinal position of Saddleback Church for almost your entire ministry. And now you've changed. Why? Well, in an interview with Russell Moore, and uh, I'm not going to even talk about Russell Moore. I've lost an enormous amount of respect for him as well. In a recent interview with Russell Moore, Rick Warren explains why he changed his position. And that's what I actually wanted to get to today, because I think there's something we can learn. And please, 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 it is not my desire to attack Rick Warren. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have come to Christ because of Rick, his purpose-driven church The book has been used to change the lives of millions of people. Do I agree with his new doctrinal position? No, but I still wish him well. I hope he continues to win people to Christ and will agree to disagree. But how he changed his position is a teachable moment. That's what I want to discuss with you. I want to fight with Rick Warren, but how he came to this position is a teachable moment. And we'll deal with that when we come back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 